what is TWS podcast uh, episode whatever? Who cares at this point? The rants with the vindicated. It's my podcast. I do what I want to. People, listen. Word is it still alive? It's not working for me, Rich. I we gonna keep going. I know I changed my voice at work. Bars on the radio. What is TWS podcast? Ready? Staring at my watch and I'm feeling so new school. Suicide attempts. How many tries to take? They ain't ready. They ain't ready. They ain't been ready. They ain't ever gonna be ready. They still ain't ready. I don't know. I messed that up somehow, but fuck you it know. up. <laughs> it's the What Is TWS podcast. Um, again, episode hundred and something. Uh, thank you for rocking with us thus far. As always, I am your boy J. Flair. And again, joining me through the miracle of the interwebs is Rich Nerd. Here. And we are the White Pants Society. Uh, be one of us. Nah. Um, man, I don't know. Where do I want to start this week? Uh, we don't have a lot prepared. Uh, I have to say, you know, I'm an asshole. And I had um, I had something in mind for this weekend. I think, I, you know, I built it up in the last episode. This epic debate that I was going to have with Cree. And then... Uh, I fell into the sunken place this weekend. Telling you, man, like depression is a is a serious thing. And I fell into the sunken place. It was a it was a bad weekend, uh, all around. We both got a lot going on right now, so it's happy to be back for another episode. Yes, yes. I wasn't able to uh to link up with Creek like I was supposed to. And uh we didn't make that that debate to end all debates happen. And we don't have a lot of shit planned for this episode, but uh, you know our motto. Fuck it, though. And uh, we're going to make it do what it do. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I was just watching um, the 8 Mile. Okay. And he was like, uh, fuck it, though. <laughs> and it just <laughs> reminded me of that last, second to last battle. Uh, my motto, fuck Lotto. I get a dollar for me, mama, to play the number tomorrow. Okay. This nigga knows the lines off a mile. I'm not that hip hop though. <laughs> I'm not that hip hop. All right. So speaking, speaking of me being an asshole and uh, stuff like that, I, 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 ugh, I often get these like really fucked up thoughts. And like, uh, as nice as I try to be, and the whole beat of light and and the kumbaya stuff and the love you bro and all that, like I really get like horrible thoughts. I just wanted to share this one with, with the people because it, it, it struck me as uniquely horrible. And uh, I felt some kind of way about myself at that moment. So this is, uh, I'm going to call this how I know I'm a piece of shit. So Rich. Yeah, because I've been, I, 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 listen, I read the note. I've been waiting <laughs> to hear this because, <laughs> not the piece of shit part, but that second part, I, I got to, I got to, I'm going to shut the fuck up because I got to hear this one. And it's, it's real simple though. It's real simple, Rich. Like so the other day I'm in the barbershop I'm getting my hair cut and you know like for a black man that's like one of the one it's of the greatest mo- yeah it's, it's a ritual it's, it's a lovely moment like you know you know you in the chair you know transforming into the man that God intended you to be and life is somehow gonna be better than it was when you sat down when you get up like you just you just know this you're in the safest place possible you can say and do uh, whatever you want it'll all be accepted it's always entertaining. It's a good time. I, I, sh- I should have been in a happy place. And I think for the most part, I was in a happy place. And, you know, it's, it's been sunny and stuff out here. I'm, you know, I'm looking outside. It's nothing but, you know, sun shining. Beautiful day. 
you know, I usually take off like, you know, for lunch to go get my hair cut. So I'm, I'm sneaking away from work to get my hair cut. All signs are pointing toward life is good. I look across the street, not even across the street, in the parking lot. And there's like, there's like a little patch in the parking lot where there are flowers. Like, you know, this is a weird spot for flowers to be because this is like a little strip mall. You know, like only two of the three stores are actually open. One of them is like gutted. So you're in like a, a pretty, I don't know, urban environment. And then all of a sudden, like there's just a patch of flowers. And there's a, a lady walking down the street and she, she's too far away uh, for me to really pick out any uh, any features or anything for her. I, I don't I can't tell what ethnicity she was. Uh, nothing like that. I couldn't tell you how old she was. I, I could tell you it was a female. That's about the most I could get from it. And she's walking by outside the barbershop. You know, Drew's got me pointed toward the window. I'm looking. And she stops to smell the flowers. And you know the first thought that popped in my head? I hope you get stung in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know why. Like, why did I secretly want, like, there to be a hornet or something in that flower and sting her in the face. Like, she had done nothing to me. It, she wasn't walking down the street doing something foul or something. You know, she wasn't... Uh, she had, was doing nothing offensive. I just... In my head, like, I just wanted something horrible to happen to some random person. Like, how fucked up is that? I really got to work on myself, man. I, it, it really... It really caught me off. And then I had to have that moment, like, you know, when you have the thought, and then you're like, God damn, do I... Am I really... That messed up, but seriously though, I, I like I think, and I would have chuckled or something. Like if she'd have got stung in the face, I might have fucked my shape up up because I would, I would have, I would have moved. Oh, I think I'm waking the baby up with my podcast. I gotta be quiet. Aww. I gotta be quiet. Okay, Rich. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't. You know what? Damn. I don't feel bad because if that makes you fucked up, then that means like it makes me fucked up because I don't want to say that I wish the worst for people, but it's it's like almost like the back of your psyche. Like when you see dumb shit happening or something happening, you wish for like the dumb outcome because it's going to be entertaining. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you be seeing like a uh, like perfect example, I saw a video earlier and uh, this Asian woman jumped on the back of somebody's car. Uh, because they refused to pay their bill at the uh, nail salon. Dang. So she jumps on the back and like she's holding on to the trunk. You know how the trunk got that little groove in the back or whatever? So I'm watching her hold on and I'm mostly watching because it's not that I want her to fall off. It's just in the back of my mind, something kept telling me her finger's going to get stuck in that groove. She's going to fall off the edge. The finger's going to come off. <laughs> arm is gonna get bro I'm just I'm just waiting Fatality. for like this and nothing happened the car just kept going and she was hanging on tight and yeah. I was like this is this is misleading like where's the where's it's the anticlimactic goal? like yeah, it's like you know I, I think I'm with you on that one because it's not even so much that you want the horrible thing to happen you just want to be able to say you was there when exactly. <laughs> when her finger and arm got ripped off and she fell <laughs> like, like you Wait, see what? these you see these videos and stuff people post on YouTube. You're like, man, how come I don't never see no crazy shit like that? Exactly. Yeah. Because now, what kind of story do you have? I was sitting in a barber chair, and I saw a woman smell a flower. Like, right. what the fuck? Okay. 
nice story, Flynn. If only, yeah, if only she had got stung in the face. Yeah, that's that's something you come home and tell the kids. So, but yeah, these are these are the thoughts that run through my head. Another disturbing uh, thought today. Um, it was like intern day at the office. All the interns started today. Well, a bunch of them. I don't know if all of them, but a bunch of them started today. And um, that meant I get I got to kind of sit around and listen to young people conversation and like young people work conversations or the questions they ask. And I, I don't know if I'm just the old man that's being like way too judgmental of young people, but that's how I felt. Like I felt like. You know, this is the stuff y'all care about. These are the dumbass questions that y'all ask. You know, on the first day, and it and it all felt like uh, it all felt like like real entitled type stuff. Like like they asking the HR person. Like these are the questions that they have for the HR person. Rich, what's the what's the policy on the ping pong table? Is that right. only for break time? Can you? Why? Can, first of all, why? Never mind. Go ahead. Why? Why would you ask that? Why, why would you yeah, ask why, that? Why would it? Why are you supposed to be doing your work hours and on the ping pong table? But whatever, go ahead. All right, why would you ask? Uh, is this a bring your own lunch workplace? So, are they familiar with workplaces where you don't bring your own lunch and lunch is provided for you every day? Like, I'm confused about that. It was all the questions were about what are y'all gonna do for us? Is the coffee free? I'm like, where are these? You should be just happy to be here at this point. Mm-hmm. And all you want to know is what the company going to get you. Do we got free coffee? How much can I play ping pong? Is it bring your own lunch? Can I wear shorts? You know, like, I don't know. And I felt like an old man in that moment. Just want to turn around and be like. I was about to say, I feel like an old man. Because back in my day, you don't get that information from HR. You find out for yourself. You gauge exactly. the situation. You talk to your coworkers. You figure it out. Even if you could wear shorts, they're not gonna walk in the first day and say, "By the way, you can wear your shorts tomorrow." Right? Yeah, I won't come in the shorts tomorrow. Like, like, like you know, you spend the first month maybe on your best behavior, wearing. You know, I remember at uh, at Freescale, dude. I came in for the first month like with a tie on every day. Like, I just wanted to make sure y'all wasn't you know playing with me about I don't gotta wear a tie. We can wear jeans on Friday. I need to see it consecutive Fridays. Before I decide, I can exactly. I did the same thing. I, I'm, I, I still wear, you know, I dress. I st- I'm still in there with ties and button ups and polos and looking like I'm uh, on an interview every day, wearing sweaters and all types of stuff. Because you never know, you supposed to put your best foot forward. You at your whole ass place of employment, can yeah. you wear shorts and play ping pong? I mean, yeah, where, where I'm at now, like the first time I went in the ping pong room, uh, and that's the only, really, the only time I've been in the ping pong room, you know, so far. It's been because my boss, my boss came to my desk and was like, hey, uh, we're, we're having a meeting. And he got up and he, uh, he took us all into the, you know, the ping pong activity center or whatever. And we play air hockey. But that was him trying to, like, break the ice and, you know, get us yeah. not so concentrated on work. But I wasn't going to just I wasn't going to be caught in there playing table hockey while work hours was going on. My boss took me in there. Like, all right, cool. Now I kind of feel like I could go. I just don't want to play with nothing, people. <laughs> you know what? You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Got a question. I feel like this, that story was a guess the ethnicity moment. Oh, really? <laughs> How many of those interns uh, were white? White. <laughs> <laughs> and how many were African-American? 
Hey man, I, I don't know if you wanna. There's not much information I could give you. I mean, well, based on what you heard, what would you what would you say the, the mix was? I I, I feel like if, if, <laughs> I feel like not many brothers are gonna walk into a situation like that. Talking about can they wear shorts, play ping pong, and get free lunch and coffee? One hundred percent correct. One hundred percent correct, Rich. I'm just saying. You win. Guess the ethnicity. They were all white. White. Man, like I'm still on my P's and Q's, and I've been at this place damn near three years. So is that like, is that like a, a derivative of like slave time? Like, is that like something that we still have? Like. Like we gotta be on our best behavior in front of Matt. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it like that. But isn't that weird? Like how we have this sort of like, you know, I can't get caught in front of them being too relaxed. And I was they, just about to say, and I they feel walk like I don't in like the luxury to relax. Yeah, and they walk in like, how relaxed can I be? Like, can I be this relaxed? Can I be this relaxed? Like they looking, they start on the other side of the boundary. And they, and make you push in. Like they say, all right, I'm a, I'm not even gonna come in here in shorts. I'm gonna come in here in, in a full spandex bodysuit and let you tell me I'm wasn't supposed to wear this. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I see. So I'm not with it. We be waiting for somebody else to break the rule. At least five, ten, fifteen people break the rule before we decide it might be safe. I don't know. That's- Mm-hmm. We don't live in the same world. We've discussed this several times. Nah. We don't live in the same nah. world, and uh, I don't think everybody understands. All right, speaking to somebody who doesn't appear to be living in the same world, bad segue because he is living in, in the same world, but uh, he's moved worlds. How about that? Yeah, he moved worlds. <laughs> <laughs> now, that Arian Foster album, so far from what I've heard, uh, is pretty damn dope. I think his rap name is Bobby Fino. I did, I see, that's, that's when I talk about like him being in another world. Like, I don't get that. Like Bobby Fino, and then I think the name of the album is like Flamingo Vocal or something. Like, something, something else. Like super weird. And I get that he was one of those guys. Like he's a poet, and he's really like he was really uh, a little eccentric as a football player. I guess it extends to his music, but I, I don't know. You know, sometimes I get turned off by the, the weird for the sake of weird stuff. Yeah. But uh, from what I heard, like, he can actually spit. And I, I only got, like, two or three tracks into the album. But, uh, like, I was I was very surprised. Like, this wasn't just, like, a, a football player deciding to rap. Like, he obviously has a passion uh, for the culture, for the art form. And he took it quite seriously. And it's, uh, I'm ready to get into the rest of it because I think it's going to be a pretty good body of work. I wanted to do a lyric of the week from the album, but I told you, sunken place. Shit happens. Didn't happen. But I think I'll put a, uh, <laughs> I put a, a snippet like somewhere right here. Was a dream that's like Alice in Wonderland. The fam fuck with the plan. The fish pop in the pan. I told my man, stay the fuck off the gram. Double tapping them pick them hoes home for life. She stepped foot on one flight and she going for life. That technology love, that commodity love. Holding on for dear life, like this gotta be love. Got that kung fu grip on heartbeats. You wrong though. Titanic sinking, you still singing your song, yeah. I grab my watermelon sunrise. Another drink of you. 
Alright, due to some uh, technical difficulties, lost a little bit of the audio here, so we're gonna pick back up in the middle of the conversation. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we race for governor. Yeah. yeah, she joining a race for governor in New York, and uh, weed reparations. So uh, uh, today, uh, Mayor De Blasio, De Blasio. Uh, basically announced that <laughs> New York City is preparing for marijuana legalization. And basically instructed the NYPD to halt arrest. Yeah. Uh, no more arrests. You know, if somebody's smoking weed, they gotta. If you're under the legal limit for carrying weed, you know, let it alone. Like f it, leave them be. And I'm just like, oh shit. So it's a good day for New York. Yeah, that's. that's... I wonder if everybody celebrated by smoking a blunt on the corner. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder when it's when or if, if or when. It might come to Texas, or are we going federal? I mean, it's uh, happening everywhere, though. It's like, it's yeah, like what's Texas, the... man, we too, too conservative. Right. Even in liberal-ass Austin, it's still too conservative. They'll, they'll secede from the union before they allow us to smoke weed in here. But, mm-hmm. uh, now that's pretty, that's pretty dope that he's like, you know, halt arrest, like, in preparation for the law change. The law hasn't changed, but why arrest people a couple yeah, months before the, the preemptively, we, yeah. it's about to happen. Just let them rock. Let's well, let I'll put let them more go. people in jail, and then a month later, what they was doing is legal. Because mm-hmm. right. so, by yeah. the time they go through the system, it'll be you know that month. So screw so, it. That's what's up. I did appreciate that one. I did. I did definitely appreciate that one. Even though De Blasio sounds like a mall to me. I <laughs> Sounds like a mall. Like, hey, where you where you headed to tonight, man? I'm gonna hit up the De Blasio. Give me some jeans. Damn, not that you say it like that. Yeah, like a mall or a, a, a casino. A casino or something. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to go spin a little change at the De Blasio. The De Blasio Royale. Holla, at your boy. That's y'all. I mean, that is a. If there had to be a name for the New York mayor, though, De Blasio, like. Pretty stereotypical. Yeah, it pretty fits. much. It fits. You can just give him a slice of pizza and a Yankee hat. They all they all be trying to do it too. They all and you know what? We got two teams, the Yankees and the Mets. They'll talk about the Mets like whenever we have the subway series, because it's Yankees Mets, but for the most part, it's all Yankees. It's all Giants. Yeah, nobody cares uh, about the Mets and the Mets and the Jets. Yeah, nah. They, it's all Yankees, all Giants. They'll sit there and eat some pizza, and they'll say, "You know, I'm taking a they're taking a train this week, and they'll take the train a few stops, empty out the car, full of security." Man, speaking of football, I saw uh, so the uh, one of the Redskins draft picks, running back, can't think of his first name. Last name is Guise. I'm gonna say Guise. Somebody's gonna correct me. But a running back from LSU, I think. And they're projecting him to be, a, you know, a pretty good player. Like, you know, some people are saying he got rookie of the year potential. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The Redskins line is, uh, hasn't performed that well over the last couple of years. But he got pranked in training camp. They put, like, a fake rubber snake under his helmet, like, on the field. So after they was doing some drills, you know, they had to go, had to go grab your helmet and do some contact drills. And he lifts up his helmet, and there's the snake. And they, you know, they got the pictures of him like freaking out and uh, and running away. I can only imagine like the sound. I wish somebody would have got the sound. I need to hear one of these like mm-hmm. 
250-pound dudes. Just squeal. Like, yeah, you just scream. I know if somebody done that to me, like, I don't know how we can go back to being cool. Like, you just, you embarrass me like that in front of everybody. Because I know, mm-hmm. I know the kind of squeal I might have made. How do you come? I don't even know if I'd come back to practice the next day. I'd be like, you know what? No, I'm good. Trade me. I know I how you feel too. I just I just posted online the other day. I was in the backyard, uh, cleaning up, trying to rake up the extra leaves and crap. And next thing you know, it's and uh, boom, this motherfucking snake just like just sidewinding. I'm like, this snake's now. I done seen scorpions and. And tarantulas and, and all types of other stuff, but now we're we'll walking my backyard and it's a snake. Somebody was like, "It was probably just a garden snake." Where he need to move on to another garden. I'm not with it. Uh, I don't think I've run into snakes yet in, uh, Man, in Texas. Listen. I feel like I've run into everything else, but I haven't. I still have run into an armadillo. Yo, I've been waiting for like my armadillo picture moment. But uh, no, nah, I think I ran over one the other day. I, I haven't run into a, an armadillo yet. I haven't seen one on the side of the road. Holding a beer can. I heard that's something that they do. Like you hit them, <laughs> they get hit, and then they, you know, they end up on the side of the road on their back, and you could put like a beer can in it, and their paws make it look like they're drinking a beer. That's what we, we do, do in that Texas. Though. That's what we do in Texas. Because that people sounds like. All right. Speaking of what people do, over the weekend, the uh, there was a royal wedding. Man, this bullshit ass wedding. <laughs> I really didn't. It's, it's another one of those like, I mean, is it the way men and women are wired differently or what? But like, and it was like at six o'clock in the morning or whatever that you had to get up for the footage of this thing. I could give a like when they had them them NFL games starting at like nine a.m. on Sundays because they overseas. I barely want to get up. I think I'm gonna get up to see somebody get married. Nah, not even. Not even. To look at hats. And so I, I really, I really know it's, it, it is what it is. It's another couple getting married. It affects my life in no way, shape, or form. None. But uh, what what was interesting to me about it is Megan. Uh, what is it, Markle? Megan Markle. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard she uh, got like a, a a striptease tape out. <laughs> I saw I saw I don't know if it's real or not. I was flipping through the interwebs today and it was something about her uh, her striptease tape coming out. But go ahead. So so basically, uh a biracial woman, I don't know if she identifies as black or white. Uh most biracial people usually identify as black, but it is what it is. Yeah, you don't get an option uh, when you're biracial, you're black. Yeah. Exactly. And uh she's marrying this white man. And everybody's like, yeah, she she got to come up. She's about to marry her prince, who's literally like a prince or whatever. But anyway, and everybody's super excited for her. No judgment, nothing whatsoever. But a week ago, you know, Donald Glover releases uh, his new video. But everybody was criticizing the crap out of him because he's married to a white woman. So I, I don't get it. Why is it OK for this black woman to marry a white man, but not a black man to marry a white woman? Because as, as as far as I understand, if a if a black woman marries a white man, what are their kids like? Don't their kids, you know, what I mean, isn't isn't like the doesn't the dominant gene always come from the male? And the kids are still black. We still live in a society where if you got mm-hmm. a drop of black blood in you, you black. It don't matter yeah. what side it come from, you black. 
But let me explain to you why there's a double standard on this. Well, it's not even really a double standard because we're not comparing apples to apples. Right. Uh, Markle, you know, married a prince. She became a princess or a duchess. I think she's the duchess of something right now. Uh, There's history. She's in the royal family. They got color in the royal family. Shit is changing. Uh, Let me think. Who is Sabrina? Didn't she just marry a, a... white dude I think, I think so Sabrina married a white dude but he's like a billionaire or some shit like like if you it seems like when the when the black dudes marry the white women they not like making history or or having to come up they like they probably marrying you know Becky from the block like regular regular like it's like if you gonna pick if you gonna go to the other side go get like the best of the other side not just shorty at starbucks like i think that may be where you know sometimes it's not going to be viewed the same way i think if megan markle had just married some no-name white dude maybe we probably wouldn't heard about it one and uh maybe if we did if she was important enough we'd have been like oh like if oprah just married some you know white dude we don't know he'd be like the fuck yeah but if it's a power move like if you becoming a princess they probably root for you. I'm not saying it's it's uh I don't I'm not saying it's right one way or the other. But yeah, it's not it's not quite the, the same situation. Like we don't even know who the fuck uh Donald Glover and it, they are they married or just his baby mother, right? I don't even know. See that's what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck about these people's uh relationship, but just because everybody made a big deal about it, I was like, Come on, really? Is this the same shit? Now if she would have been the princess or something, they might have let that shit pass. But I think she probably a stay at home mother. I don't know. I, I don't know nothing about her. I just know that she ain't like uh, royalty or nothing. Like she's not a billionaire. She's not royalty. She's not. She is royalty to him. She's not. Yeah, she's she's his queen. Oh, he better not ever say that. Shit. <laughs> I mean, he can't call her his. Ass. Queen, but I mean that's his queen. Better not say that shit. That's, oh. that's the queen of his house. See what oh. I'm saying? It's the stigma. I don't want to son done son he ever said. <laughs> it's over for childish. Oh man. Poor Mr. Gambino. Mr. Gambino. His whole last name is Gambino, first of all. She's probably Italian. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I just thought it was I just thought it was weird. The hypocrisy behind it. It's, it's hypocrisy, but I can see, like, the difference. I can, I'm can i going to play devil's advocate on this one. Like, this weekend was history. It wasn't just a black woman marrying a white man. It was the first time, you know, there's now color in the royal family. There is the possibility of, you know, the... And, I mean, but here's, here's like... the thing that, that still bothers me about this shit. Like, we, this is 2018. Like, we... We still doing this king and queen shit, like pretty much. Like we still like, cause it's just a figurehead, right? Like it's just like a, it's just the thing. Like they don't really have power. Do they? Like they just, they just there to be there. Like uh, I don't uh, rich, rich to rich for the sake of being rich. rich. It's just a figure, yeah. It's just a figurehead. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. And then here's the other thing. Like I, so I, I'll admit it. I watched a little bit of the coverage, <laughs> cause uh. You know, I like to spend time with my wife, so I watched a little bit of it. I, I knew Tammy watched it. I watched some of the uh, the hat conversation um, and a few things, but then it, I heard like the most fucked up thing 
ever in life. They were talking about uh, the queen and um, and how, you know, I guess it's expected that she's going to pass at some point. And they're like, uh, I guess Prince Charles would take the throne, you know, once she passes. And they're like, you know, but but the country normally, you know, favors a uh, a young monarch. Like I think the queen was mm-hmm. like 26 or whatever when she when she came into the throne. And like they like a young monarch, they get behind a young monarch. It's a shame that Prince Charles had to wait this long. Like, are you saying it's a shame she hasn't died yet? Like, is that really pretty much what they motherfucking just pretty said? Much. Like, if you would just get out of the way. would have croaked sooner, you'd have had more public favor. If you would just die, things would work out better for me. All this time, they're they going to hate me now. Why ain't you ain't die? Why you ain't you die 30 years ago? When I was a baby, you thinking, that's fucked up. You could have died while Diana was still here and things would have been cool. There was, a, there was a meme earlier and it was like, it was like, damn. How many memes versus uh, the presidents? I mean, how many queens versus the presidents? Because there's been one queen in office since how many presidents ago? You know what I mean? They counted back. It was like uh, uh, Bush, Bush, Clinton, Obama. For, what's this? What's 45's name again? Trump. I <laughs> <laughs> call, call him 45. I should forget that nigga name. Shit. Uh, Reagan. She's been in office since then since. Like, damn. Yeah. And we done had a uh, hella turnover. Yeah, I mean, because their shit is just for life. Like <laughs> you and that motherfucker for life. Queen for life. They waiting for her to die. Like, can you imagine that? Like, you know, you know, secretly people waiting for you to die. <laughs> like, That's cold. Like, it's just like, man, they wake up every morning. She dead yet? Shit. <laughs> I guess I'm still a prince. I thought I'd be a king by now. I don't know. All right. Speaking of other uh, fucked up things. Well, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about this? So apparently uh, Kendrick Lamar called a white fan on the stage at this hangout festival concert. Yeah, they said they knew all the words to Mad City. And correct me if I'm wrong. Mad City is the you know man down where you from, nigga. Fuck who you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's right. So apparently after about four niggas. <laughs> And the crowd booing, uh, Kendrick Lamar had to stop, stop the show, stop the song. And basically, uh, the comment that I heard he made was what, like, the person before you knew the rules or something like that? I guess it was a white person that had come up there before. And I was like, you knew the rules? And mm-hmm. it, I guess yeah, and the girl it, was like, uh, am I not cool enough for you or whatever? Not, yeah, if I'm not cool, mm-hmm. am I not cool enough for you? Mm-hmm. What's up, bro? And he pretty much let her know that she needed to bleep. A specific yeah, word. He's, he's like, nah, you, you good. You just gotta bleep that one word. You gotta bleep like, the one word, and then let her keep going. But the, you know, the crowd wasn't into it at that point, and she she took some uh, she took some abuse. Sound like man. So I this here's my question for you, Rich. What would have been? Would it have been worse if she got up there and said, "Can I say the n word?" Like. It, for me, for her to get up there and just like blatantly say like, it and get like four in means she didn't understand that what she was doing was wrong. And that I almost it almost feels like a motherfucker set up. <laughs> like like you gonna bring me up here to sing this song and then I get up here and sing it mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, son. 
Nah, like don't. I feel like I feel like she entrapment. I feel like she should have known. She should have known. You know what I mean? She should have known. I'm not. I, the way I talk to you all day, I'm not gonna get up in front of a meeting and rock a radio show. I'll say it. I'm not gonna say it in front of everybody else. Like, what made her think it's okay on stage with Kendrick Lamar in front of all these niggas to say nigga, 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 nigga? Because no. you on stage oh. with Kendrick Lamar and it's his song that's that he that's knows that's contains the word nigga, and he brought you on the stage at, to sing it. But then at that point, he had to he had to say something because if he didn't say anything and he didn't check it, he'd have got the backlash. Yeah, exactly but it yeah. feel like a setter he shouldn't have brought her on the stage to sing that song like that did, did. like you said it was somebody before that they didn't say it i don't know man i don't yeah, know i feel like it feels like, like a setter i feel i feel bad for it. i don't feel it i don't feel like the outrage because you know they do it you know they do it you know if they listening to the music and they're in the house by themselves that they are not oh, bleeping they're the, they, right, they not bleeping oh, the word out now you got them in that you got them in that zone. You got them at the show. They all hyped up. They all in, you know, Kendrick Lamar mode. You bring them on stage. They going to do what they do in the house. Like, they going to put on that show and they going to say the word. It's a setup. Like, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like it was entrapment. I feel like, I feel sorry for the, for the girl. And she's going to be hated for a long time. Like, the shit, I, by the time I got online, the video was down. I couldn't see the video, but. See, that's what I was trying to see. I was trying to see, like, the video to see. Like the actual cadence of it, how it happened, like, but I missed it. The the links are all dead. I'm gonna find it on YouTube somewhere. Man down. Where you from, nigga? Like, like I don't know. I feel like it was a setup. I, I feel like we shouldn't put white people in those situations. Certain situations. Why are they in those situations? What's an equivalent situation? Give me an equivalent situation for a black person. So you're just gonna put me on the spot. I'm gonna like put that? you on the spot. <laughs> this, this is exactly this is an equivalent situation. Yeah, nah, it's not equivalent situation. because we can say whatever. Like we could get on the stage and probably be like honky honky honky, and and shit wouldn't go left. You know, depending I on. I feel the like crowd. I probably couldn't say honky 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 or cracker cracker cracker. Dave Chappelle could probably say that. All right, Dave, Dave Chappelle could say it. Uh, but it, I mean, so is there a white celebrity that could do it? No. Ain't no white celebrity that could get up. You know, I feel like there's white like Louis C.K. couldn't do it. Bill Maher, like Bill Maher now knows he can't do it. <laughs> who? Well, Bill Maher knows he can't do it. I feel like there are white people who've said it though, and they they don't get away and with they, it. And it's, it's, gotten away with it. I don't. I, man, not in the last. You got to find that one for me, dog. You got because Bill Maher just tried his hand. It didn't work well for him. Uh, we know yeah, what happened. To, he definitely wasn't gonna get away with that one. We know what happened to Kramer. Uh, I don't know. Drake is probably the closest thing to a white person I know that says <laughs> nigga and gets away with it. Had, did Izzy ever say it? Iggy, Izzy, what the fuck is her name? Iggy, Iggy, uh, Azalea? yeah. Is, is that her name? Fancy she probably Drake? has. She probably has. It's fucking. What's her name? Definitely saying no. Tom Amber Rose. Is Amber Rose white? Uh, her nigga sucking ass. I don't know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody had to edit that shit. Oh, oh Lord. Just, my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. God damn. Still. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I think I think uh, sometimes we got to take racial sensitivity into consideration too. Like you know, we can't force everybody else to live on eggshells about what they can and cannot say around us, and then we just like put them in situations where they gotta make tough decisions. Maybe that wasn't a tough decision. I'm using the wrong language. That wasn't a tough decision. Sure, they should have known better, but I still think it was an inappropriate situation to put her in. Like you know, uh-huh. you know it's, 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 that when they at home, yeah, it was it was an inappropriate. He should have known better. You're right because he knew what the song was, but at the same time, she shouldn't have just just immediately felt comfortable. Who do we have on the who who was it on the show? Uh, it was your homeboy from um from from DC, and he was like how he had did that interview one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he did the interview, and he let uh the guy just got too comfortable real quick. Because it was another brother, and he just went straight like you know what I mean. You can't do it. But we talking about a concert. It's like a party. It's like you know you're supposed to feel like you're not supposed to be uptight at a concert. You're supposed to be like that's not just because you're not supposed to be uptight. Don't mean you're not supposed to be politically and socially and morally correct. I think there's a lot of pressure to put on somebody uh, at a concert. Like I. At this concert, uh, you mean uh-huh. at this concert on these songs that are about words. So you sing the words to the song. You need to understand that there's certain words you can't sing, even no, when I'm telling of, you come up here and sing the song. But what's the shoe being on the other foot? Is my if, question. If it was, if we were at a concert, right, and if we and it was a black person who was pulled online on stage, and the lyric was cracker or honky or whatever it is. I bet you a uh, uh, young brother or young sister wouldn't have said that line. Well, one, most young brothers or young sisters wouldn't be in environments like that. We don't go places where we don't fit in or what not wanted. Like, we just, we smarter than that. So I don't know if, if it's a crowd like that with music like that and we know we can't participate, we wouldn't have even gone. We make exactly. it, we but we make them comfortable. We make them comfortable because we That's have to. Saying. She was too comfortable because we, we make we make them. We make them comfortable. We we know where the money comes from. That statistic been out there forever that 70 percent of the you know rap records aren't bought aren't bought by black people. We know where the money comes from. We make these people comfortable. You know what I'm thinking about now? How did her parents feel when they saw her on stage saying nigga 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 nigga? At a black concert, I, I bet wonder you, what her dad thought. I bet you they was like, "We knew this shit was going. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking knew this shit was going. How we we tried to tell her that you're not that cool. Like, and you, like even her reaction, am I not cool? Am like I she, not, she felt cool like she felt like there was a level of cool you could be. You know that gave you a pass, and being at a Kendrick Lamar show and knowing the words to the song, she felt made her cool enough to be a part of the congregation for one night. Like that, that's how she felt. She felt like she had been... And then when she gets invited on the stage, it's like, I'm definitely in. They've accepted me now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, you you heard that... Uh, what's the song that Lil Dicky got where he wakes up as Chris Brown and, like, the first thing he wants to do is, like, I'm, I'm black. Can I say nigga? Like... It is a thing today. <laughs> like, it's a, it's like dangling a carrot in front of you know a horse's face. Like they, yes, you you got me this close to a pass, and you don't think I'm gonna go for it. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go for it. 
We knew what she was going to do. We all knew what she was going to do. Ain't nobody expect her to bleep that damn word out. Now she wrong. He wrong. The whole fucking situation is wrong. Where's crazy. my gavel? You know what else is crazy? Not for nothing. Um, we could end this here, but the 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 fact that the audience was upset. But I bet you, I bet you, after the concert, she still went home with Tyrone, Tariq, and Terrence. <laughs> God damn. I bet you. I bet you. Oh, why you gotta be so hard on them, Rich? Why you gotta be so hard on them? Up in the hotel room. Who's the nigga now, Becky? Who's the nigga now? <laughs> Am I not cool enough for you? Yeah. All right, I'm done. You know what? I bet you, I bet you with all that. All the boos and shit that came from the crowd, half the people boo, half the people booing were either white people that had been reciting the word nigga in the crowd along with Kendrick Lamar, or people or black people standing beside a white person who had been reciting the word nigga the whole time in the crowd and hadn't said shit, oh, yeah. and they got on stage and it was a problem. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's okay for white people to say the word. I'm saying that you can't put certain people in certain situations. And then don't expect certain things. It's almost like Dave Chappelle when he was talking about uh, uh, what was the uh, Donald Sterling and the phone call. He was like, "Man, you get uh, an eighty-year-old white man on the phone talking in private. I'd be surprised if he didn't say nigga. Like, I'd be surprised if he didn't have something white racist to say. Like, you should, this is yep. It opens the door for too much. It's like, oh." It's okay for me to say nigga concert but Starbucks. See, then you get you get too many caveats now. Mm. Yeah, don't don't, like, don't pull them on stage for that song, okay? Pull them on stage for for uh what's the song the, the liquor song? Pools or something? Swimming pool, like swimming pool, pull up, drink. Like let her sing that shit. That's what she gonna do. That's that's some white shit right, right there. That's exactly what she did with Tyrone, Terrence, and Tyreek thirty minutes later. <laughs> Hold up, gave head, drank. All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna yeah, stop. God damn, right? <laughs> you know what I, it is. Uh, I'm sorry, people. It was a long day. Man, I, I'm tired. I just want to say I appreciate you, Rich, because I walked into this episode feeling like I was fucked up for wanting to get shorty get stung in the face, and I feel like goddamn saint walk out. <laughs> I feel absolved of all my sins. Thank you, Rich. Man. Shit, man. <laughs> this has been one hell of a conversation, Rich. Gotta love what is TWS. Yeah. On that note, I'm gonna go take my uh, antidepressants and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I'm gonna, you know, take me a shot of McAllen and knock out. All right, man. But uh, as always, people, thank you for rocking with us. And uh, until we speak again, be safe and be light. Peace. Peace.